The only Dawson refuses to be categorized as the podcast. Hey, Panda Bears, today I am just going to talk shit with you. This is like an episode of Entrepreneur in Car during school run, but more it's like Entrepreneur in Car. Uh, sorry, on the couch, uh, doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's a dream. Um, I just saw, I don't know, it feels like it's been ages since we've like caught up like this. I don't know. Does it feel that way to you? Whatever. I'm here now. How are you, my loves? I hope life has been gentle and kind to you and there there are new kind of shoots of life kind of blooming forward and sprouting in your life. I feel like I've just been on a different kind of planet for a long I don't know, long stretch now. My eldest kid's been sick with something for the last three weeks or so and has been home from school and um, she was hospitalised for one night as well and um, she's making progress and she's getting better but then sometimes she has backslides and we're like, oh no. It was suspected appendicitis and then um, they thought it was mesenteric adenitis and then another doctor thinks it's something else and I don't know if he's right yet and it's just, oh, it's just, it's just a plow. I mean, at least it's like nothing serious, serious, you know what I mean? Like it, it is all fixable. Um, it's just this process of, I don't know, just making sure that it is the things they think it is and that it is getting better. I don't know. It, it's, it's intense. It's, a, it's an intenser part of life. Um, and she has days where she feels really good and normal and then, um, and then she's not well again and it's, it's just really hard. And, I, you know, of course, as a mama, you just hate seeing your kids suffer, right? You just would so much rather be sick yourself than them being unwell. And it's kind of also thrown our days out of routine as well because we were um, going to bed earlier because we've got an aging dog. She's 15 now. She's up multiple times a night and my husband's up with her. It's kind of like looking after a newborn. And so he goes to bed much earlier. Um, and usually we would all go to bed at the same time, um, except with my big kid being ill, um, she gets worse at night time. So I'm usually up with her by myself and um, it's hard. It's really fucking hard when she's just feeling so unwell. Um, last night she was up with me and my husband had already gone to bed and then she just started vomiting her fucking guts out and so I had to go wake him up and I'm like we've got a vomitor and bless him he just like woke straight up he's like right okay and then he had to go plunge the bathtub out because it was just was not draining from vomit and it was just fucking horrific <laughs> you know, I don't know it also just made me laugh because like bless him and just woke up at the start um, to go clean up some vomit. And then, of course, you know, once I'd finally settled the kids in bed, he's up like four times a night with the dog. And, oh, my gosh, it's just a whole lot of life around here, a whole lot of life. And also, in the meantime, I um, injured my toe uh, quite badly 
about three weeks ago and it's still not healing up. So I've gone to get extra x-rays and it looks like it's a pretty significant fracture and um, there's not a huge amount that can be done for it except make sure there's no other fractures in the foot. Um, but in the meantime, it's just like, fuck, how much life can happen at once? How much life can happen at once? Ah, bless. And then, oh, um, it is school holidays now. Thank goodness. And it's really sweet because my kids are, um, they just adore each other. And I feel very lucky for that. They are four years apart. Um, and they both just like the same things. Neither of them are sporty. They are crafty nerds and I just love them. I just, you know, like, obviously, like, yay, you know. Um, the, the, the two creative nerds did not create sporty people. <laughs> We've just created more people who love to be at home and love to make stuff. And they're just so enjoying being together because Starry's been sick for so long and um and you know they've just been at school as well and then they get to like experience this whole other world together they just sort of drift off into their own world for days on end into this like this game that keeps on going um and they just giggle and they just love each other and it's just such a blessing and I don't know how long that will last because my biggest is 11 now my youngest is seven um, you know, of course, at some point, uh, their change, like their tastes may change and she's going to be a teenager and all that kind of stuff. So I just really like feel grateful for right now and for these like beautiful days at home together where Star is feeling well enough to be able to play and, um, and they just have these hilarious, hilarious adventures. Like they spent a solid hour pretending to be twin cats and then they just kind of waved it off and created a, a zoo out of all their beanie boos um, for hours on end. And they kind of like, I don't know what it is. They, um, Starry's kind of like the director of their play and their play goes for hours, but they're not presenting it to anyone else. It's just one that they do together. <laughs> I don't even know. They've been doing this for seven years now and they just, it's this, hilarious way of of playing but it's a play and I don't know I just love it I love it um and it just makes my heart happy just being at home and hearing them so happy and just being together it's such a blessing such a blessing and I like I will say like of course I'm wildly privileged because there's so many people out there that are like uh, I'd love to not be at home. <laughs> um, I've had quite enough family time and I'm like, I, that's completely understandable. I've, I've lived, it's like we're living in a separate world because I'm in Australia. We had a very short, sharp lockdown in the beginning and then we've kind of returned to life's normal. They've basically eradicated um, COVID in Australia and kept it that way. There's tiny little bursts that come out um, and then they managed to stop it and I feel very lucky. 
I hope you can hear Angel, our belligerent 15-year-old. So sweet. <laughs> so <laughs> living in her own world. But it's not like it's because she's older. She's just always been this way. And the elderliness is uh, continuing that. Um, oh, my God. One thing that happened really sweetly the other day after Starry had vomited and all of that bonanza, um, I was putting the kids to bed and my youngest one said, Oh, mum, I'm just so excited for tomorrow. And I was like, oh, what, what's that, love? And she said, because we're going to have the best day ever. Me and Starry, we are, we're planning to have a full craft day. So we're going to wake up. We're going to fill up our bento boxes with food. We're going to make some, like a bottle of sparkling water each because they think that is the fanciest thing since ever. Um, soda stream. <laughs> and, oh, my gosh, can you hear this dog? Angel! Angel, I'm still here, mate. Mate. Do I have to walk and get her? Do I have to walk? Oh, okay, just a sec. So, back again. Here's the thing, right, with having a dog that's pretty much deaf now and mostly blind is she can still make so much noise and when you try and get her to stop, she doesn't recognise that. She's like... I don't hear you. I not really see you. <laughs> Bless her. Bless her socks. Um, also, I'm just going to peep and poo wherever I like now because my whole world is going to be the place where I peep and poos. Okay, so um, like, I was, like I was saying, it's just a whole lot of life happening around here. Okay, um, so... Beth was like, so we're going to have the best day. We're going to get bento boxes of food. We're going to like soda water. And then we've just got so many craft projects to do. Um, but we'll have our bento boxes and our water. So we won't have to leave the table. We're just going to craft all day. And I am just so excited. She was so cute. Oh, my God. She is just, I think, just so much like me in so many ways. Like she's just so irrepressibly excited about everything. Um, and I mean, oh, she's seven, which is such an excitable age anyway. Um, and that's exactly what they did. They just had a great day of crafting with their bento boxes and their soda stream bottles beside them. And then it was kind of interspersed with little moments on like where they go and play on the trampoline. And um, yeah, it was beautiful. They're so cute. They're so sweet. Um, oh my gosh, I just finished reading an amazing book. Um, about, oh, let me get the, so I can read the exact title. It was a travel graphic novel, graphic, well, a graphic travelogue. That's probably the best way of doing it. It's called uh, Mana Beshima Island, Japan by Florent Chavot, who's the author of Tokyo on Foot. And it is the most beautifully, delicately, illustrated um, travelogue of spending two months on a small island in Japan, uh, Manabeshima Island, Japan. And holy crap, it was amazing. It's by Tuttle Publishing, which does a lot of um, kind of books on various countries throughout Asia um, and 
they do a lot of kind of graphic travelogues and they're just beautiful. But Florence Chavot's book is, I would say, the best graphic travelogue I've ever seen. Holy smokes. In terms of, I mean, his illustrations are off the hook. Um, and the, the holy smokes, this is just the episode of being interrupted. Anyway, that was my beautiful husband. Just he was up. He's a he's up the street with my kids, and I'm having some alone time, and I love that. But he just wanted to check if I wanted any snacks on the way home. <laughs> God bless the man who knows that I need snacks. Um, anyway, that was an amazing travelogue, and I'm really excited to get his book Tokyo on foot too because <laughs> his book amazing. I, I did try and do something new this week as well. If you get my daily uh, blog post. My, if you, if you've on my daily newsletter, so it's leonie.com forward slash daily. It's daily-ish. It's not every day, but you know, quite a few days. <laughs> uh, I shared my mon, mon do list, like, um, my Monday to-do list for the week ahead. Um, and I thought I would like test it out and see if it worked for me. And I have now deleted that because what I discovered, right, is so for me, I am somebody who is an obliger, which means that I um, really deal well with having some kind of accountability outside of myself uh, in terms of somebody else or um, it's also why I like to blog about my goals and stuff is because it gives me that kind of accountability. Um, And I'm kind of like a productivity show pony. I will fucking turn it on as soon as somebody else is watching, you know what I mean? Um, And so I use that tool to increase my productivity uh, quite a lot. However, I need to make sure that I um, monitor that because there's sometimes when I go overboard and that can lead to burnout and it also can just like lead to this kind of internal malaise within me where I feel like I'm not doing anything for myself. I'm doing it for everybody else and I have to do it like A plus effort. Otherwise, <laughs> um, and so my enjoyment factor goes down. So I thought I would try out sharing my daily, my, my, my like my weekly to-do list and then really quickly realize like, oh no, that's not going to do super well for my mental health. Um, because like I'm actually doing really well with productivity at the moment. I am using kind of a bullet journal approach. I've got it in my journal, me and my journal. It's like my safe place. Uh, I'm getting so much done already. Um, and I thought I would try out doing like extra accountability outside of that. Turns out I don't need it. And it turns out it kind of makes me feel a bit fucked up. Um, and also I didn't like when like my to-do list is, like the major to-do list is kind of like now sitting on a blog post. And so it ha- when I was ticking something off, I'd have to like go into the computer to like tick it off and then feel like that level of completion um, because you get so easily distracted on the computer, right? Whereas if it's, if I'm just ticking something off in my journal, I'm not going to get distracted. Um, so tried the Mun- Mundu to-do list, didn't like it, deleted it. <laughs> uh, and I'm just going to keep on with my just bullet journal approach. <sighs> what else am I working on at the moment? My big thing is um, we just released Marketing Without Social Media um, Workshop, which starts in like eight more days. Um, and it's already the biggest selling course I've ever created. Um, like, well, in terms of like, like there's, I've, I've sold more 
enrollments in other courses that have been out for two years now. But in like terms of like the short period that it's been out, it is outselling um, what the other ones have sold in their beginning days. So I'm interested by that. It seems like a lot of people are kind of getting fucking sick of um, social media marketing and also seeing like the amount of risk that's involved in social media because it can just be taken off you in an instant um, and it doesn't necessarily get you great results uh, and there's probably better things that you can be doing with your time. So um, most of my biz- business like stuff is centered, my work is centered around um marketing without social media and getting that ready for all the students to go through and marketing it and all that kind of stuff. So if you're interested, leonidawson.com forward slash marketing, that should be a pretty powerful course. I'm really thrilled with how it's shaping out. And I love that so many other people, it's like resonating with so many people so much as well. <sighs> um, okay. I've done a few blog posts. No, sorry. I've done a few podcast interviews with other on other podcasts lately, like the Rooted Reinvention podcast. And I was also in the um, Summit for Limiting Beliefs. And I was in the Ultimate Writer's Toolkit as well. And... I was on the Art Medicine Voyage Teller Summit as well. Um, was there anything else? I can't remember. Anyway, leonidawson.com forward slash blog and you'll be able to find all of those goodies. Um, yes, I'm happy to be interviewed on other podcasts. And if you've got a podcast, Feel free to support at leonidawson.com and um, love to be a guest. My only um, requirements are is that you already have a podcast that has already had um, over, I think, 100 downloads, 1,000 downloads. I can't remember. I know I've written it down somewhere. Um, And also, I want to make sure that any uh, podcast I am on um, have a real commitment to um, intersectional feminism and are working on, you know, aware of and working on, um, you know, racial justice issues, social justice issues. Um, they have an understanding of uh, cultural appropriation and they don't like engage in those things. They are, you know, actively um, supportive of LGBTQIA plus communities, that kind of stuff. I'm not saying like you need to be like the world's number one ally. What I'm saying is that you need to be at least fucking aware of it. So for example, a couple of, um, requests we've, um, denied is, um, a, um, straight white man into, asked to be into, uh, asked me, asked to interview me. And I didn't say no, because he was a straight white man. Uh, I said no, because um, when I asked whether it was an intersectional podcast, his reply was no, we, we don't do politics. Um, and that to me is like, mm, no, no, that's, that's, that, that's a no go zone. Um, because what you're saying, what, what that means is I'm actually completely choosing to ignore other people's suffering and not using my my privilege and my um you know platform to for good um so that was a no 
Uh, also, when people say, oh, yeah, I'm like the least race, racist person on earth um, and I just don't see colour, those are like red flags for me because that means that you haven't, like you, you, you're doing no self-education about racial justice issues. Um, yeah, and of course, like, and I've talked about this before, but people who are engaging in cultural appropriation um, who use the word G-Y-P-S-Y um, in, you know, as part of their business name or whatever, uh, that's also a no-go zone. If And if you're not aware, but G-Y-P-S-Y is, is a racial slur um, and it's really inappropriate. Um, and I, I get that white women have appropriated it to mean, you know, somebody who likes to be a free spirit or travel. Um, no, that's like have a little reads up on um, why the word G-Y-P-S-Y is, is so problematic uh, because we're talking about that that's a racial slur used against people who are stateless um, and who have been um, vilified and discriminated against for centuries. So not cute, not cute. Um, now, if you, if we're talking about people, uh, that specific people, then their name is the Romani people, um, and GYPSY, interestingly enough, um, is the name that other people used for them because they thought they were from Egypt, and so, like that word is kind of like a a slur against you know, people who they thought were from Egypt, who are not from Egypt whatsoever. They're stateless uh, and have been discriminated against. So anyway, there's my little little rant for today. Um, here's the thing, right, is like, of course, we didn't grow up knowing about any of this because we grew up in really racist times <laughs> and we're still in racist times. And our awareness of... Um, my dog keeps on wanting to go out. I love her. I just don't want her to poop on the floor. Please don't poop on the floor. Okay, are you going out, mate? You can do this. It's kind of like we need to up, update our understanding and wisdom of the world. Um, like, look, not wisdom. Our understanding of what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. And that is going to change from the time that you're a child. So just because... Um, you know, well, that's what you learned when you were a child. Doesn't mean it's right. It doesn't. It doesn't mean it's right. There's a lot of things that we were taught as, as a child that were really incorrect, and we just need to update our our knowledge and understanding of it. Otherwise, we end up turning into you know, racist old people who didn't actively seek out you know the updated training of what's actually appropriate. Um, and if you say, oh, but that word to me doesn't mean blah blah blah. Uh, no, that's not, that's not how it works. You're not the discriminated against person here, dude. Like, let's just, let's listen to the people who have been discriminated against. Okay. Um, and I, like, I want you to know, guys, like, I didn't, like, I have fucked up so many times on this stuff and, um, I'm not like a fucking, what, one, I'm not a teacher about it. Um, and t- two, well, for, you know, the people who are teachers, uh, you know, we should be listening to black, indigenous and people of colour. They're the real teachers. Um, and secondly, 
you know, like I have made mistakes completely along the, this whole path of like re-educating myself and um, recognizing that I am a racist person because I live in a racist society. I am a homophobic person because I live in a homophobic society. And so like I am fat phobic because I live in a fat phobic society, you know, and it's like we have to kind of like pull out these kinds of weeds of thoughts inside us and confront those parts of ourselves. It's sort of like, you know, I have to recognize that even though I have autism, um, there are parts of me that I have to, that have been affected by, you know, kind of anti-autism languaging and prejudice, you know, like I have to comp, like, see the parts of myself that are ableist because I live in an ableist society and it's just kind of like this unwinding and this kind of consciousness bringing that's that's so vital and so important okay um what else oh I did like some drawings of books that I got obsessed with lately so leonidawson.com forward slash blog you can see those um, I read one specifically as well. It was called This Woman's Work by Julie Delport. And, oh, my gosh, amazingly drawn, holy scrumptious. And then Florence Given wrote Women Don't Owe You Pretty. Fucking awesome as well. Highly recommend that one. I've been really obsessed with interior design stuff lately. Um, I got, I don't know, just I finally feel like I, I get how it works, like the layering. And so the layering of like paint and texture and pillows and accessories and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so I've been doing a lot of home projects at home, which has been really fucking thrilling. Um, and I did like a big blog post about that and um, shared the links to um, a whole bunch of blogs that interior design blogs that I've been really loving as well. Uh, if you want to see the before and afters of projects that I've been working on, I run the blog, babes. I run the blog. Um, and I think that's it. Maybe. Yeah. I reckon I'll, I reckon I'll go with that. I just want you to know I'm here. I love you. Oh, I've got a new scrapbook post out, which is like, I don't know, 43 things that I found on the internet, which were fucking amazing. So uh, I'm not going to read it out because it just links to stuff. Um, so you know, awesome.com forward slash blog. I've been making lots of stuff. It's just all on the blog. Make sure you go to leonidawson.com forward slash daily in order to grab, um, you know, like all the things that I've been creating just go straight to your inbox. Uh, and yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all I got. I love you. I think you're awesome. Oh, marketing without, without social media starts in like a week. So if you're keen on that, you should dive in now. All right. Okay, that's all. Bye.